movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And third here too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio. What's up, guys? Ahoy hoy. You got Matt here instead of Pete today, uh, doing some babysitting duties today. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, today I'm joined with, uh, of course, Miss Sarah Belmont. Hey, Matt. We're back. We are. <laughs> I haven't been on the... I, like, me and you have not been on the same show in, I want to say, a good three or four weeks, I feel that like. Painly, painfully true, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've been like ships in the night here, but we just got we just had to get rid of Pete for a little bit. So, yeah, I guess. he's he's out um, swinging around like Batman and and or Superman and or probably finding oh. himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> I guess watch this, watch the spoiler cast and you'll see why we're ugh-ing. Uh, we're also we're also joined by Mr. Everett Harden. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I, I think what you meant to say is Pete is out lassoing people like Wonder Woman. He has his lasso of truth. Yeah. That's what look, he's doing. It looks pretty oh my god. I'm say it. Now there's just images of Pete in the Wonder Woman costume and I can't Super get him out hot, of my right? Oh yeah. Oh. Super hot. He's been working out too so you know. Oh. Stop <laughs> yeah. it. We're also joined a uh, friend of the show first time guest uh, Carrie uh Gillette, is that right? Gillette. Carrie Gillette, yes. Welcome to the show. How are you? You just call her Fraulein. Yes. See, I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm excellent, but I'm a little worried about all these inside jokes. So I really am like the babysitter around here. I'd also just was... like to admit that um, I may or may not have ordered a lasso of truth to come to my house sometime. Mm-hmm. And an Aquaman trident, so... She's talking to you, Pete, whenever you're listening to this. Hi, Pete! The Aquaman trident's pretty awesome. I, I will get behind that. So, um... She's just saying that she came prepared to, like, do some throwdown, right? I don't know. Well, I wanted to make... I want to make Pete feel better about his lassoing, so... Yeah. Oh, okay. Also, um, Matt... So, we yes, don't have I to did. cater to him and his feelings. Jeez, but... that is mean! <laughs> He could be in the other room or something. He's not. Uh, he's he probably out, is. Probably, he's actually last really babysitting. He's at a party nerd. Now, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you said last time I was on Scene and Nerd, and he was totally in the background of your audio. Yeah, <laughs> I listened to that podcast, and I heard him in the background. It was it was fraudulent. It was uh, shenanigans. Yes, it was, uh, it was a bad mute button. Let's just say that. So, moving on. <clears throat> if this is your first time listening to the show, hello. Um, welcome to the train wreck. Uh, we're a bunch of goofs chatting about TV shows and movies that we really enjoy. We usually cover CW shows week to week, um, but we also cover some other stuff um, when they come on um, in their, for their new season, like 12 Monkeys, House of Cards, and uh, Holland Catch Fire. So um, be sure to join us for our week to week reviews of those. But this week, we're going to be talking about a, sp- a particularly fun episode, I think. Let's see what everyone else thinks of uh, Supergirl. Now, uh, if you didn't know, they had a crossover event where Barry Allen visits uh, Kara and, and the whole crew, Team Supergirl, and uh, he gets lost in uh, on, on, a, on a different Earth, 
and uh, it was pretty fun and it actually helped propel um the supergirl kind of plot which is kind of nice so um wanted to get all y'all's feelings on that first of all who watches the show regularly everett do you watch the show regularly yes i do that's good and i watched it particularly because i knew this crossover would eventually come that's the only reason i've caught up with the show but i'm kind of glad that i did because the show does get better at like the 11th episode that's what a lot of people are saying like i fell off on like the third episode do you keep up with the shows sarah or are you watching it behind the scenes no. Not at all. I do. Sarah's <laughs> anti-feminist. She doesn't like Supergirl. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Carrie, you, you, you said you do follow the show week to week, though? Yes. Yeah. Like, it's like, um, oh, it, go ahead. It's like a kind of like, after all, like the heaviness of like Arrow and Flash, it's like a little like cotton candy bubble of like cuteness. <laughs> I like cotton that. candy yeah. cuteness. Cotton candy cuteness. <laughs> I've never heard that described, but that's adorable. It's like fluffy. It's fluffy. Supergirl's usually the last on my list of shows to watch every week, (laughs) but this week it was the very first because it was the crossover. Yeah, same with my list. I I went towards the first. I wanted to see how fun it would be. but um, So uh, Barry comes in out of nowhere to save... uh, uh, what the hell is her name? <laughs> to save Kara. Kara? Out of Kara window. Slash Kira. Kara, yeah. Kira, Kara. Do they pronounce her name like five different ways in the show? Yeah. Yeah. Like... yeah. It's a running joke. Oh, that's good. Is I'm, I'm it... happy that it's not just like no one not paying attention. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 th- I thought his introduction into the universe was pretty good. How he's from another Earth. So we know that they're, they don't exist without really knowing each other yet, which is fun. Um, Ever, did you think that they could have introduced him in any other unique ways, or was this kind of like their only way they could do it? Uh, so my biggest down point with this episode, and if you've read my article on the GWW, you will know this, I wish so much that CW and, and CBS had really like made it feel like this was a real crossover. Like They would have at least mentioned that Barry was in a different world or they explained on the flash like that little machine that he's wearing on his chest. Like it kind of bugged me that he just pops through a wormhole wearing a a device that we haven't seen Harry and Cisco create yet. And he's just like, oh, there's a girl falling from a building. I'm going to go save her and then run her out into the middle of nowhere into a big green flowery field, which is fantastic for a scene setup. But, like, he didn't know she was anything special. I read somewhere that there was some kind of production issue, and that's why the episodes didn't line up, but that bothered me a lot. I think the production issue, honestly is that they weren't going to have the Flash on this episode, and then they were like, we got to put the Flash on this episode, and they did. I think that's all it was. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did the timeline make more sense after you watched this week's Flash episode, though? No. No. Really? Interesting. Because for me, it did. Because yeah, of the tach- tachyons, right? How do you pronounce it? Tachyons or tachyons? Pachyons. So we know that de- that device is like coming because that's what Eobard Thawne used to get. Right. So I'm, I'm not saying that they're not going to develop that device because right. it definitely is going to be the key to them getting back to Earth too. I'm just saying like I wish they would have at least tried to 
line it up in some way. Like, I, I just, I don't know. They should have, I, like, had a hiatus on Supergirl to to make it match up. I, right, I, right. But, I mean, they, even the CW struggles with their crossovers and lining them up with one another know, just between Flash and Arrow. So, of course, CBS, it ain't going to happen either. <laughs> they just, I think it was dumb. Aw. Yeah, it, was, it, it really it bothered me too. I was yeah. very, very bothered. So you think they could have like used like maybe the last ten minutes of each episode, or like last week's Flash episode or whatever, to like set up for, you know, whatever this for the crossover event on Monday? Like you thought like they could have set some time aside for that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What they sh- yeah what well, uh, Carrie, you can say how you wish they would have done it, but I wish they would have either at the end of trajectory. Had him jump off that cliff and yep. then just disappear. Yeah, that would have been sweet. Or, right or he, or at the start of this week's episode, he just runs back through a breach and it's just like, oh, the device works. That's all they had to do. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And and I feel like on Flash they should have mentioned like Barry should have been like, wow, guys, I was on another Earth and met an alien. Yeah. yeah instead of like, oh, I just need just... to go faster. But we'll, we'll we'll get to that, yeah. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about um, our our friend um, Dia de los Muertos. I mean the Banshee. Um, <laughs> did as as a villainess was she silver cool? Banshee? Was she not cool? Was her how, how did you guys take that, Sarah? Let's we'll start with you. How long did that makeover take? I'm just really curious about that. Like Ten minutes ish tops. <laughs> Where did she get the contacts? That was I have a note that says that. Where did she buy the contacts? Yeah, yeah. Those and contacts. I, just, I love how they did it. Where they're like, okay, you need a makeover because you're not gonna hang out with me in those clothes. And then the very next scene, they trap Kara and Barry, and then she comes walking out in like fully full makeup, new wig, new clothes, and I'm just like. But this is the same day? Like, that takes hours. Hours of work. No, it was just like Halloween well, costume music. Um, uh, it, was, it was fine. For uh, both I their think... costumes, the contacts were the worst parts. It ruined the I, whole thing. I feel like it would have been better if uh, the Silver Banshee could have transformed as opposed to getting a makeover. Yes. Yes. Was... Yeah. Yeah, and I thought they were gonna do that. I thought they were gonna do that, and then they didn't. I was like, oh, she's gonna be Electric Lady, and then it's like, well, um, she has has a cool nickname actually. I forgot what what's her name again. Livewire. Yeah, Livewire. Would have meant Livewire, and then she's like, oh, I'm gonna go full bad now, and then she's like, I want to realize all my powers, then she's gonna start floating or whatever and become a. But seriously, go back and watch the scenes of Silver Banshee. I don't think she can move her eyes when she's wearing those contacts. Uh, like like neither like of them like style, like turning her neck and stuff like that well like yeah she just moves <laughs> her head and then i i also complained about livewire's got like pure black irises contacts and so they both just seem very soulless mm. like i, I don't really i didn't thing. like either of them. Eh, i don't know i just i felt like non was the only villain in the show that could have really stood up against both supergirl and the flash even though he's already gotten his ass kicked by Supergirl once, but I was just like, why throw... I mean, Silver Banshee's a hero. She's an uh, actual hero, not a villain. So I don't get why they made her a villain first, but whatever. 
Well, I might be I might be mildly obsessed with Silver Banshee, just slightly. Okay. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Would you care to elaborate? Tell us why. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I li- I like the screaming. Yeah. It's, it's a really neat uh effect, yeah, to the point where she pushes her out the window. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. But I mean like uh, way, I don't know what, what her screaming. I was gonna say her screaming's way better than Laurel's. Just want to point that out. She, yeah, she pushes fly. Yeah, yeah, she can hover and like fly with it. That's badass. I was really, di- I was really disappointed in the way they did. Like they had Italia, what's her last name, Ricci, for yeah. five episodes, and like they wasted four episodes, and then bam, she was the Silver Banshee. Like I don't know, they should have no. started it sooner. Right, and they spent a good 20 minutes in this episode, like, making her the Silver Banshee. So now that I hear that she's been on multiple episodes before this, I'm even more pissed off. Because you spent time during your big crossover with that arc and developing that when you had time before. So, And also, was Barry even necessary in this episode? Because at the end nope. of the day, he didn't help defeat either of the villains. Nope. I think this was a feminism thing, and you guys might be able to speak on this more. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I mean, because, Sarah, on our podcast, the Netflix crew, where we talk about Jessica Never Jones heard and of Daredevil, it. Mm-hmm. No. I mentioned that I wish Daredevil would have showed up in Jessica Jones, and your response was they didn't want to take away from Jessica Jones by having a male hero come on and steal her thunder. I think that's exactly what they were thinking with this. Like if the flash were to come on and be a boss that Supergirl couldn't beat, the feminist, like the feminist movement would probably flip out. I mean, okay, uh, if you're going to save her gonna... out of a falling building, do you think well, you yeah. trouble with that? She got, t- I mean, honestly, she probably would have lived, but Okay, since Everett is trying to use my argument against me, I'm going to counter it by saying I had issues with that in Jessica Jones because Kilgrave is her big villain of the entire season. Livewire and Silver Banshee are like small arcs within the season. So it's not her art, Supergirl's arch nemesis. So I don't have a problem with that. Well, you're wrong. Damn, Everett. <laughs> You're stupid. Roasted. <laughs> no, I mean, Sarah's completely wrong. But I do think that Barry... I hate you so much. Yeah, I do think that Barry was only there to show off his powers to get the Supergirl viewers that don't watch The Flash <laughs> like they exist to to see, like, what he can do so that... Like, it's a lot of cross-promotion that went on this episode. Like, this was maybe... I Carrie, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the... This is maybe like the second time we've seen Supergirl use her super breath. Uh, yeah, you're right. I feel like she's used it once to put out a fire, but like they'd never do that power. And I feel like they did that here to just show like they did like all of her powers in this episode. Yeah, they had like a full showcase of all their powers. Barry even like threw his lightning. He didn't do, yeah. um, what is that? he didn't like multiply, you know, like I think they're, they're going to do like a full like move list of what they do. And he did, like, the twirly arms, tornado arm thing? Yeah, tornado arms, yeah. But let's remember that at the end of the day, the firemen, firemen, they were the ones <laughs> that saved the day. Yeah, I was just going right. what are you guys' thoughts on that? Like, at the end, they're all like, leave her alone. She's, <laughs> she's like, 
no, this is our city, and we can protect ourselves, too. I was like, and then, like, I was ready for, like, the news report to say, and that's why we don't need Supergirl, and then cut. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? No, like, I don't know. What were you guys' thoughts on that? I I didn't really, I thought it was kind of cool, because it caps off that thing where, you know, she was struggling with getting the city behind her again, um, to believe in her and things like that. Like, uh, I guess, we'll, we'll start with you, Carrie. Like, what did you think about the ending of that? Do you have any issues with it? It was horrible. It was corny. Like, it was just so corny. I couldn't. Barry is a scientist, and he didn't think that water would, you know, take down Livewire. Like, it just, it was weird. Throwing a bolt of lightning into somebody who embodies lightning was going to be the the way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a scientist, and I have the speed I was so disappointed. I'm like, the the fireman did it? Like, what? Why? Why yeah, on the yeah. crossover? Like, why do a storyline like that and have that conclusion? Which you're right, Matt. In a way, it did resolve that issue that Kara was dealing with in the show. But why use that during your crossover? Like, well, you I... have Barry Allen. You're already spending the money. Why don't you use them and it to actually be a team up? Like, I felt. It was bizarre for me, and I as not a regular Supergirl viewer, I'm not enticed to continue watching the show after it. Just saying. Yeah, I don't really follow the show either, but from what I was kind of, like, picking up from, like, the little, you know, snippet of what's been happening on the show in the beginning, and just what, uh, just, you know, hearing um, Kara, like, talk about how she's frustrated with not getting the city behind her, I thought it was appropriate to bring a he- another hero on for her to kind of, like, hash out those feelings with, like, how do I get them behind me and then ultimately barry just said keep doing what you're doing you know do you baby boo and then she's like okay and then um, by the way what's that the 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 reason why she doesn't have the city behind her is because of the best episode of the season where she gets infected with a red kryptonite and just wreaks havoc on the city oh so she like gets pissed off and crazy she throws Callista flockhart off catco building and catches her like right before she hits the ground like oh, that's wow. how evil she was I and so that. like yeah it's it's actually really good and so i feel like it wasn't entirely enough time for the city to go all, all spart like i am spartacus with her because of what she did like i feel like i feel like there's wasn't enough time she did two. build an ikea table for her family though i mean right yeah. That was, you know, heartfelt. Yeah, that's true. That is nice pretty heroic. It does, I'm pretty it sure that's how, that's how I'm Batman little, v Superman ends, is with them building an Ikea table together. I'm a little yeah. bit disappointed that they didn't have Hank, Flash, Martian, Manhunter. Because, like, I feel like him and Barry would have had amazing interactions. Yeah, and you'd think Superman would fly out and just be like, hey, who's this guy that can run faster than me? Uh, oh, yeah, I don't exist in this universe, really. He's but too busy I, on his side. I think it's kind of like a Thor thing with Agent, with uh, Civil War. Like, they sent Martian Manhunter off to hide so that they'd have the budget for Barry. <laughs> yeah, kind of, I guess you I know. think about that. Yeah. yeah um, and lastly, I wanted to ask you guys about... Um, like, are we, are we mad about the whole like, uh, like romance kind of situation? Because it kind of capped the episode, where you know finally Kara and Jimmy like make out and hurrahs, 
and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I, I I was having a good time like seeing um, uh oh my god, what's his name? Win, kind of like mm-hmm. look over at, at 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 James and and start like laughing. He's like, hey man, you look uh, you look pretty jealous over there because you know he was kind of throwing the same shade at him earlier in the season. I think from what I remember watching. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Did you guys enjoy that, too? Did they need to have that in there? Was it a fun beeline or what? Go for it, Carrie. I do not like Kara with Jimmy. I don't know why. I don't I don't know. I don't either. And after that really creepy first kiss yeah. where he turns into a zombie afterward, I'm definitely not going to ever go that way. I may have cried. I'm not admitting it. I think it may have happened. I was listen, hysterically, actually, during that kiss, <laughs> because listen and yeah, yeah, go for it. I was just gonna say because he was so not into it, and then he just glo- <laughs> he just walks out with like a stone face. I was like, this is what happens <laughs> when like your crush, like when someone tells you they have a crush on you and you really don't like them, you just walk out the door. <laughs> so messy. Friend zone. No, uh, we we so... probably should mention the uh, Cat Grant comment about the CW show. Oh right, oh, yeah. right. I forgot about that. I've got that quote at the top of my article. She says, all four of you standing there doing nothing. You look like an attractive yet non-threatening racially diverse cast of a CW show. (laughs) It's pretty good. It was good. good. It was good. And then, but anyways, I was going to say the best romance in Supergirl was like the two episodes that they had Cat Grant's son on, which is actually... Melissa Benoit's husband in real life. And I was like, the the kind of chemistry that they have together in real life shows while they're on screen together in the show. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's like Stephen Amell and Emily Bett Rickards. I mean, what? <laughs> <Sorry. Girl. laughs> Let's not go there yet. What, so, we're going to yeah. talk about Arrow? All right, hold on. I'm ready. But, no, I'm but my favorite quote from the episode was when Barry says that they should call him the Flash, and she says the Flash. That sounds like someone whose only superpower is jumping out of an alley in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think like fifty percent of the reason why I watch Supergirl is for Cat Grant. Oh, I more than fifty for me. Yeah. Like at least eighty percent is because of Cat Grant. She is the best. I love and, her. And then like Kara's just this little bubbly, cotton candy, happy, squeezy cheek thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love I love that scene when he brings her ice cream. Like super cute. Love that. I was like, how is he gonna demonstrate his powers to everybody? I was like, oh, I bring him ice cream. Yeah, all right, this is great. Super real is awesome. How did he? Barry would have like punched hold? something in the flash, something like that. How did he yeah. hold four ice cream cones in his hand? I can't hold one ice cream cone. He brought them up one by one. That's how fast he is. Exactly. Yeah. Good job, Everett. So uh, I think that's gonna do it for our uh, Super Girl talk. Unless you guys have some last. Uh, a second additions to that. Any other fun stuff you thought of? I was hoping that they would pull it off like Smallville did with when Bart Allen showed up there. Whenever Clark and Bart race to see who's fastest, Bart turns around and runs backwards and then waves at him and runs away. Like, I was oh, hoping that that's... Yeah. That's like my favorite Superman... Uh, the flash scene in any show and i was hoping that they would do that but no they're apparently i I would like to end 
with I was impressed with the um, CGI for the Silver Banshee scream thing. It was good. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Livewire CGI was really good too. I yeah. thought. And they so. got really creative with her too, like jumping in through stuff. I thought that was pretty neat. That was my first time seeing her, so. Um, every every time she shows up, she just goes live wire. <laughs> she's like a she's doing like like like, like a pro wrestling promo, you know. <laughs> I wish they. I wish they would keep the villains on the show for more than one episode. Like it really bothers me. Like I feel like they should have like like Arrow does. Like the villain is there for the whole season. Yeah. They just end everything too quickly. It really bugs me. Well, you got Non, but he's really lame. He's, like, worse than Ra's al Ghul from Arrow Season 3. Would you say he's he said... non-threatening? <laughs> <laughs> top joke, top joke. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Applause, please. Yeah, thank you, guys. That's enough. No. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, it was a fun crossover. It showed off um, uh, a lot of what each show has to offer, and hopefully there's uh, um, Flash fans who come over and watch Supergirl and vice versa. So um, I thought it was overall a pretty neat experience. But we're going to move on to uh, Flash themselves. So Team Flash, um, this week, they were uh, Barry was super frustrated that he's still not going fast enough. And he's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should go back in time and talk to some evil dude to train me. Because that sounds like a really cool idea. And then um, uh, Harry Potter Dementors happened. And, that, and then it kind of screwed up everything. Um, Sarah, we'll start with you. Uh, Pied Piper, did you like him back? Did you not like him? Poor man's Barry Allen, no? Poor man's Barry Allen? Uh, yeah, he was alright. So I'm going to be completely honest with you. The the original Pied Piper episode from season one is one of the episodes I missed in season one. Like, I stopped watching the show for a little bit during the first half of the season, right up until the first time travel event. So... I really didn't have much to compare it to, but I vaguely... Because you know I love my spoilers, so I kind of know what happened in that episode, so I wasn't completely lost. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, in essence, like, they they turned him, you know, from, from a villain. He kind of tweeted along of, like, hero and villain kind of thing, or good and bad. But um, essentially by Barry going back in time and, you know... Um, noticing or remembering that he had like the uh, the little low frequency bombs or whatever in his ears um uh, they actually turned him into an ally later on and we find out back in you know in the present time that he's actually free and he's hanging out with his parents and having dinner with them and um more of an ally than anything um ever i wanted to ask you though do you think he's gonna pop up like later on in the season or something like that or do you think he's just gonna be around I think that he's going to be around. I think that's why they did that. Like, I don't know why, and I don't know if I totally agree with it, but I I really don't like Pied Piper. I think he's super lame. But I think they need, like, someone to take either Harrison or someone else's place. Yep. That's smart. Like Jay's place in this this episode where he kind of came in with some new (laughs) tech. I was like, oh, here you go, Jay Barry. Didn't Jay didn't do anything, let's be honest. He, <laughs> he showed up when people needed him because he was off Zooming around, if you know what I mean. Whoa, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Clapping, clapping. Um, yeah, because they, they really, like, like it seems like the writers have, like, a soft spot for his character because he pops up randomly, even in conversation. Um, 
But uh, the main bad bad guy, or I guess you know, type is is a new type of uh, um, baddie. Well, I just talked in circles. They're called a uh, time rates. Is, is that right? Anyone else get yeah. that? So time rates. So other than um, somebody was reading Tolkien, or they're you know <laughs> like uh, trying to do Expecto Patronum when they showed up. Um, what did you guys wait, think? Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, did you just say that Tolkien wrote Harry Potter? No, I'm saying or. No, you're talking about ring rates. Okay. Ring okay. rates. First is rates. Yeah. Okay. And then I made okay. a comment on, of Harry Potter. By the okay. way, neither neither Cisco mentioned any of those things, which is really sad. Because um, I made a better reference than he did, which kind of sucks. Although he made a 12 Monkeys reference. But I wanted to ask, guys. I did hear that. Um, are, are these uh, rates going to pop up later on when... Um, like, uh, is it only because they said it's only when he's going around in time, right? So, does that mean Barry's gonna try to avoid going back in time again? Is he gonna try to go back in time later on and tries to go defeat Zoom again or something? Are these rates gonna be a more of a problem? Are they gonna be a one a one off kind of bad person? Um, I guess I'll, I would I'll I would prefer that they not come back because they're very scary. They're pretty frightening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. It came out of the wall and I screamed like. No, no. Yeah, it was interesting because like there's that one little flash of a scene where the ring that I almost said ring wraith when the time wraith is. Uh, when he what? Can anyone hear me right now? I can I'm hear you. Okay. Yeah. Did it ever just get cut yeah. off? Yeah. No, I was on mute. But uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> you I will write this time step down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I sat on my uh, mouse. All right, but, I'll, yeah, I'll fix so this. There... Uh, hold on. Give me one second to write this down. And All right, go ahead. You Aaron. don't need to write it down, Matt. Trick. We can do it just live. Clap. Fuck it. Just, just clap into your mic. Bam. That's how you know. There you go. So there was like a little a little section there. I'm not sure if it was just the, the one flash of the flash mask, like that the time wraith was a flash. Did you catch that? Yeah, when he like was... He had... um... Like sucking out Barry's life for or uh, speed force, right? Yeah, like putting on the mask. Yeah. Yeah, like I wasn't sure what really to think of that. Like, does that mean that he was like basically just absorbing Barry, or was that time wraith like a version of Barry from the future, like like, a dead Barry? Yeah, like uh, oh, a dead Barry. That'd be kind of interesting. That was like. Like Okay, they got well, they got lost in the time, whatever that's called. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I wanted to open that question to you guys. Do you think it's uh, like other speedsters that got lost in the speed force through time, or was he mostly like just pulling the life force out of me? Because I I I'm more of a fan of the idea of he was just put taking on the persona of whoever there's you know taking the life energy from. Sarah, do you have any ideas about that? Or he could be the Black Flash. Like that no, character? I didn't know that was a thing. No. Yeah, I didn't know until like a few hours ago. But yeah. Oh, nice. That, that well, means... That, yeah, that's a Black Lantern Flash. That's not going to happen. Sorry, sir. You say it, and now it is going to happen. Well, I mean, Arrow's the one that's been showing all the Green Lantern references, but... I would be very surprised if they go straight to Darkest Night with the Black Lanterns before they even show a Green Lantern. Yeah, that's true. Carrie, do you have any ideas on that or saving all the theory spiraling for Arrow? Um, 
I don't, I have no idea. I, I, it confused me, I'm going to admit. It really did. I don't think well, it's uh, about... meant for us to kind of like obsess over no. anything for like in terms of plot and stuff like that. I don't think we'll see him again, really. I, but I mean, the best part of this episode, to be honest, was Harrison Wells. Yes. Both Toad versions Kevin of uh... With Harrison Wells oh, or like... Eurobard Thon? That's a question. Yeah. Well, I call <laughs> either I call, way. Either way. <laughs> Sorry. I call Harrison from the first season, aka Eurobard Thon. I call him Harrison Wells. The other one's just Harry. Oh, that's Harry, right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Harry. Yeah. So I I think the Eobard Thon Harrison, I think he was really tremendous. Like it was fun to see him again and to see like his frustration with finding out that his plan fails and then Barry having to help him and all this stuff. Like it was just cool to see him again and how scary he was. Yeah, because I really didn't know how Barry was gonna get out of it when he cause when he eventually gets caught that he's from the future. Because immediately when he comes back and he switches places with old Barry, you know, um, Harrison Wells is, like, already, like, you know, um, he already has ideas and questions about him. But when he locks him in the room and handcuffs him, he's like, wow, how, like, he's piecing it all together in front of Barry. And I was like, oh, well, how Barry's going to get out of this? And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm the reason why you went back to your own timeline. So you can't kill me now. And he was super frustrated. So that's <laughs> right, man. I think something um, is going to get messed up with the timeline because of this episode. I have a feeling. Well, yeah, what 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 changed though? So, um, uh, Harrison Wells from the past knows Barry can jump through time, and so does everyone else. He did. Um, what is that line with like Ronnie at the end? Did I miss that, or did like is, why is that significant? He said somebody knows Ronnie. Uh, uh Harley Pied Piper knows where yeah. Ronnie is. Knows where Ronnie is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because in that episode that Sarah missed, Pied Piper actually is the one, like, he he sees uh, Martin Stein get infused with Ronnie's, like, soul or whatever the, the firestorm oh, he force. Was, he witnessed that, the event, right? Yeah, like, he witnessed that first merging. And so, like, he sees Ronnie, like, the hobo walk away from that and so he like knows where ronnie is i guess so that that was like that line but i just i don't know i think more should have changed like we were talking about before the show i think patty spivet needs to be back so oh i wrote that too <laughs> see are you a patty shipper carrie if you are I am. You're, I yeah, am. You're, def- you're my favorite now yeah three out of four Team, yeah. teams, team Spivet. Teams team Pivot. Spivet. Patty Bear. <laughs> I like it. Um, I really hope she comes back. And I think she will. Um, they invested too much time into her character to just dump her off to CIA yep. camp or whatever she went. FBI yeah. camp? Anyway. Yeah, CI, CSI camp. Yeah. CSI camp, that's what it is. Okay. Um, any final thoughts on the Flash, guys? Anything um, you like? Anything you dislike? I... I'm disappointed that uh, Jesse isn't back. I like Jesse. Yeah, they're like saving Jessie. her for like later, like later, later, she, like next she's season. Gonna later. Get, she's going to get kidnapped and end up, I don't know, something. Well, I have, the, and... I have a, a really, I have a theory about what's going to happen. Um, Late on us, dude. Yeah. At the, at the end of the season. 
can I can I share it? Yeah. Yeah. Over it. Okay. I have a feeling that Barry is gonna end up killing Zoom, like, cause Barry never kills anybody. Right. He just throws oh. them in the metahuman wing. And right. I think this is going to lead Barry down like a dark path. That'd be sad because I'm tired of emo Barry. And then season three is going to be him like continuing his bloodlust or. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> I think this would be an opportunity for him to go to Oliver, and they could like you know bond about murdering people, and you know. Of course something i don't know comes out of it but i have a really bad feeling that barry's gonna kill zoom well you keep seeing that like him getting more and more frustrated as we go on so i i i can see that happening for sure i think they're going to dose zoom up with too much velocity nine and he's gonna run too fast and disappear like what's her face but then i think there's gonna be a problem because there's like too much speed force energy in in the speed force and they're gonna have and barry's gonna get real sick and they're gonna have to distribute it and there's only a few people that don't have speed that should have speed i am so glad Everett does not write the flash whatever sarah my freaking <laughs> my freaking jay garrick i want to murder everyone Oh, yeah, yeah, just because you're right does not mean that that's what should have happened on the show, Everett. <laughs> no, if I wrote The Flash, it would be nothing but Patty Spivet Barry romance scenes. Like <laughs> no, and that's also why I'm glad you don't rate The Flash. I would, would watch be... that, record, buy all the box sets, 100%. <laughs> See? I have a Hire question. Me. So, who's yes. the man in the iron mask? We still don't know that. The, the what mask? The man, Shut up, Everett. The, the man in Earth Earth Two yep. cage in in the helmet. Yeah. Is, yeah. Martin. is it? Is it another J? <laughs> Why not? I'm gonna be so pissed. I mean, because... Sarah, you already know my thoughts on this. Just, just more J's. Actually, Throw more J's. To, to be fair, there, it's there's a small possibility that it's Eddie Thon. Yes, that is what I want right there. But why but wouldn't write he? That episode. Why wouldn't he have typed out his name? Why did he type out Jay's name? Because yeah, Eddie think. is not smart. <laughs> I think, well, I think he was typing Jay's name because he wanted Barry to know that Zoom is Jay. I think that he's wearing a mask and the chemicals from the mask have messed with his brain. Why would it be chemicals, though? <laughs> I don't know, have, because there's have, like, a metal chemicals bit. all over the place in these shows. Would, would he probably Eddie just know... has a metal bit in his mouth. Maybe. Or so Zoom just kind of knows. Um, it was it was just interesting to see Eddie like be such a big part of this episode, and the writers have already hinted that these episodes leading up to like eighteen or nineteen contain teases at who the man in the iron mask is. And I swear to God, if it's another Jay Garrick, I might stop <laughs> watching this freaking show. Oh, I want it to be another Jay Garrick. I want it to be Jay Garrick so bad. It's he's such a bad actor. They already punched the proverbial shark, or actually, they punched a literal shark in this season. They might as well <laughs> jump over the proverbial shark and just put another J in there. So, because why the fuck well, not? Well, Zoom isn't J. Zoom is Hunter Zolomon. So the Take man it. in the iron mask is actual J, and they're twins. <laughs> See, <laughs> and then there's an Earth. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna explain it for you, Matt. There's an Earth One J and an Earth One Hunter, and then an Earth Two J and an Earth Two Hunter. <laughs> oh, Matt knows. I, I've I've read. Matt has Matt has messaged me his theories, and he's very aware of how many J's in this universe there, there are. There needs to how be many? Seven J's. One for each. Oh At least seven. <laughs> and then the eighth J needs to be with Patty. Oh. No, no, because no. Barry needs to be with Patty Spivet. Don't you see? Barry doesn't. Barry doesn't exist in that universe because that's the movie universe. Well, that is. Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, so, so you really think it's it, it's it's Eddie in there? I think it needs to be somebody else. I don't want to like. Me too. We've spent so much time focusing on who Zoom is, and then when we find out who Zoom is, it's freaking Jay Garrick. So yay. And then they killed Jay Garrick. And so now there's like four J's. And to have like the n- new mystery be another J, it's like, what is happening? I want, I want the next like five villains in the Flash to pull off their mask and be Jay Garrick. <laughs> oh Wouldn't that be great? Well, like, actually, But there's someone no, else. But... Just, just, they're just using the same J like... Wait, right, oh like God, we get Harry. Adam Smasher back Wait. again from, Wait, and he Jay. comes back and pulls Wait, your ass. I want to talk. Yes, <laughs> Sarah, up. Yes. Because me and Carrie have been talking about the video that's going around right now of they're shooting, I think, Flash episode 21, and it's Katie Cassidy. <laughs> and so I swear to God, I will be perfectly fine if she takes off her mask and it's Jay Gare. Just that kidding. would be hot. <laughs> That's a huge spoiler, Sarah. Don't tell everyone the Black Canary is actually Jay Garrick. Harry's the one who told me first. (laughs) My name is Jay Garrick, and I'm the fastest man alive. (laughs) And then Jay's going to be on Arrow Season 5, and we're going to have a hashtag, hashtag Jayliver. Jayliver, oh my god, yes. We already suffered a season with Ray Palmer, okay? We have our oh, version. God. Okay, I'll I, hope, I hope that what Barry changed when he messed with time was that Felicity is back with Oliver because, yeah. Let's talk about some Arrow. <laughs> well, before Aww. we do that, oh, yeah. before we do that um, let's talk about a fun little show with their own little reveals this week. Uh, oh. Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna save this for last because yeah. it's gonna go on much longer than you think, Matt. I thought it was gonna go on longer than Arrow because I can talk about who's who's really Kronos for an hour, but we've saved well, it. No, for let's, last. let's talk some legends. Okay? Let's talk legends, and we'll let, we'll leave five minutes for Arrow. That sounds sounds like what? a plan. Okay, uh, so uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so this week on Legends, uh, half the team gets left in the fifties. And I thought this was probably, like, the most, like, interesting concept behind time travel, and that's if you're part of a team and someone gets left behind, and you're, like, falling for five minutes through space, slipping through time and space, uh, like, the other team is going to experience, like, longer time than you are, obviously. So they spent a total of, what, like, two years just trying to, like, move on with their lives without even thinking about them, like, coming back. And uh, so, yeah, we have... uh, uh, hot girl we have adam and we have sarah well i guess i should say white canary um they get left in the 50s uh, 58 to be exact get picked up in the 60s so two years have passed while uh the wavebird and everyone else on there is like tumbling through you know what what do they call that 
in in the show? The time Who area knows? that they travel through. I don't know. Oh, oh, the 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 time area, out of time area. I will call it. <laughs> the time zone. No, the time out. Time it's out. Time Stargate. Out. That's a Stargate. Yes. So <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, um, the the whole time there, do you think? Uh, if they never came back, do you think everyone would have just continued on with their uh, whatever lives that they would try to go through, or do you think they would hatch up a scheme to try to, um, you know, try to make contact with with, with the wave bird? I guess uh, Sarah, we'll start with you. <laughs> I, I'm okay. So for this section, I think everybody should play a drinking game called "Every Time We Mention Time, Take a Drink." Okay, that can be said work. about like every episode of Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Kendra would end up killing Ray. Ray That's would continue. <laughs> Are you guys there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, I'm, be, that's I'm how gonna, funny your joke I'm just was. Shaking my head about Ray. That, I mean, that's how funny your joke was that it just killed us all Let's, with laughter. Let's talk about Ray and Kendra. No. The romance that should have never happened. Isn't yeah, that... I super agree. Kendra <laughs> is... is the worst part of that show. That it is, it is like cringeworthy. And I I thought I was warming up to Kendra Sandra's, like the as- actress who plays her. But then this episode happens and she has that long monologue in Nanda Parbat. And I was listening to it while on Twitter this morning, and I just was like, this is really badly acted and badly written. I hate to say it, but it is. It's horrible. <laughs> well, her character really brings Ray down. Like, his character is so good. That's really? bullshit. <laughs> no. Sarah, they built oh. him up in season, just because you don't like Ray and Felicity together. We're not talking about Carrie right now. I'm telling you he's, my opinion. He's a bumbling fool in a metal suit. Like, he, he, no. 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 He's not that, a hero. That doesn't have anything to do with this character. He's, he's not a hero. Stage, he's, he's supposed to be a legend. Clinger. He's a clinger. He, yes, he's a clinger. And that same line that he gives Kendra about, I never oh. thought I'd meet anybody who I could spend my, the rest of my life with besides Anna. He said that exact same line to Felicity. So I'm very confused oh. as to like who, who like is he gonna guys use lines use, guys use lines over all the time Matt knows <laughs> but no right but so yeah I agree <laughs> Matt uh, Ray's the best part of the show <laughs> at least on this episode I hey, think hey. he he's the best and after season three of Arrow they built him up really well and I think in terms of character he was the best this episode he's not a ninja. You've been drinking, Everett, already. I mean, yeah, I've been drinking green tea, but I, I think, I think that in terms of acting, he's the best in the show. Oh, whether whether you think his character is bad or not, Victor Garber. Who cares? Who the fuck knows who he is? Ray Palmer what? used to be Superman. Yeah, I mean, come it on. Yeah, it didn't fail because of his acting. Trust me, it's the same way that Daredevil failed because of Ben Affleck's acting. He didn't, he didn't tank that movie. But anyways, so to answer your question, Matt, 
before that just happened. To answer your question, <laughs> they addressed it with a thing called time displacement. It's a thing that happens whenever you're stuck in a time that is not your own time for too long. You start to forget about your past. So I do think that they would have completely forgotten about everything and just lived the rest of their lives until they died if someone didn't come pick them up. It's crazy that they mentioned that because I felt like it was a little inconsistent because, yeah, Ray was catching feelings pretty hard. And then yeah. even um, Kendra was like, yeah, I couldn't spread my wings anymore. I thought that was weird. But then, like, she was so quick to come back on on, on the ship, and then she's like, oh, I couldn't wait to be myself. Like, I guess it, it affects people at different rates. Well, I and think Ray was reason... like, I'm sorry, go ahead, Everett. I was just going to say the reason that she was so willing to get on the ship and get back to her old self is because she was, she wanted her wings and her powers to come back. Like she didn't completely forget him at that point, but I think she was eager to like get back to that. And Ray kind of took it more as she didn't want to be with him anymore, which was the wrong signs. But I totally get like both their perspectives on that. Ray was more concerned about some glasses they had bought in a store. Like, he was... No. But that's the time displacement thing. Like, Ray was more concerned about the life that they had developed. Like, it's been two years, and their past lives were slowly, like, being displaced in their memory. And so I kind of buy that it takes a while for him to, you know, remember everything that happens and to kind of give up and, and realize... I mean... To be fair, this is the Ray even says this is the first time that he's been happy and probably ever. Like he wasn't happy with Felicity or being a millionaire or n not being a legend. <laughs> oh, sorry. Everett was talking about Ray and Felicity. It makes me laugh. Matt, <laughs> I cannot believe you are a Ray Palmer fanboy. Yeah, well, I'm definitely Ray Palmer fanboy. Betrayed. Stick to it. Betrayed. Just like I'm an ex Elicity fanboy, I said it. But anyways, oh, let's man. talk about that. Chronos the the nuclear blast on Twitter right now. I can feel it. <laughs> no, see, Matt, this is why I wanted to save Legends to last because I wanted to talk about it more, and I knew Arrow was going to be a short conversation <laughs> because I'm just going to turn it into how Felicity and Oliver are the worst now. <laughs> let's talk about Sarah Lance. So a Sarah's. Bit. Uh, character arc oh, this episode was uh she was also quick to dismiss the team how they're never coming back um Go which is kind of explained them. by you know she's very uh you know assassin minded it's like oh no they're they're dead as soon as as soon as we accept that sooner we can leave um and she really jumped back into the arms of uh, uh the league of assassins do you think that was a smart course of action for her do you think it made a lot of sense sarah did you want to jump into that I think it did because I got the impression when she was still with Ray and Kendra and, and Hey, anybody would go and rejoin the league of assassins just to get away from that hot mess. So I don't blame her for that at all. <laughs> it's the truth. I would. So, but I also felt like she was reliving when she got left on Leanne you and how that felt. And so the League of Assassins saved her from that, um, that purgatory. So I can only imagine, like, her seeking them out because she knows that they exist at this time. 
um, because she feels like she's going through the same thing again that was very traumatizing the first time around. Yeah, and she mentioned how, like, she uh, found purpose and things like that, you know, her, her meaning right. to her existence. Carrie, did you want to chime into that? or? I had to, I had to actually talk to Sarah about this because, because I didn't understand why she would go and join the League of Assassins. But Sarah explained it to me, and it made more sense. I thought it was... Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> It, it, I don't know. I was just confused because I was like, she hated that lifestyle. But yeah. then Sarah explained it and I was like, yes, yes. So unlike Ray Palmer, Sarah's <laughs> the worst God. character in the show. What? Okay. She Why? is the worst. Katie, Katie Lotz is the worst actress on this oh. whole show. She's so bad and I can't stand any of her scenes. It's so bad. I was hoping that she would stay with Ross Ghoul and be like the mother of Nyssa or whatever, and it would be some crazy time paradox thing, but it would get rid of her. That's what I wanted. Man, we're already getting out the team. How, how can she be the worst actress when you have the actress who plays Kendra, who I can't remember her name, Sierra Renee? Yeah. And that she's a worse actress than Katie Lotz, okay? They're on the same level. No, 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 no. I no. I mean, I don't cringe whenever Kendra's on the team on the screen. Oh, I do. I do. Well, Actually, you know, I'm like, allowed, let me go look at something unlike, else. Unlike you usually think, Sarah, we're we're allowed to have different opinions. Oh, oh, but, I know we are, but I'm allowed to yell at you about your stupid opinions. And I'm allowed to yell at you about your stupid ones too. But anyways, <laughs> Man, first time listeners are very I, confused I, right now. <laughs> I I feel very. <laughs> I feel very betrayed by Everett. Thank you. Because I think we started off. Well, me and you have never talked yeah. Legends. Yeah, well. I, and I actually I, I actually think, think this episode was really, really good. It was probably oh, my favorite. This is probably my favorite episode of Legends in the whole season so far. Yeah, I thought it was pretty great, too. I, I like this one a lot. It, it, uh, it, it dealt with pretty much every single character. Um, first of all, can we just address... Um, who thought it was Mick that was Kronos this whole time? Because uh, I know I didn't. I didn't. I thought that was pretty I shocking. Thought he, I, thought I, thought, I thought it was so good. Like, whenever he took off the mask, like, I honest to God, I was just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Like, I said that for, like, three minutes straight. Like, it changes. Like, I feel like I want to go back and rewatch this whole season because... From episode one, it's been Mick chasing him the whole time. So what does that mean? Like, he tried to stop them from taking off in episode one in the very first place. Like, so if he managed to stop them, would he become Kronos? Would he ever be Kronos? It's like some kind of crazy time paradox. Yeah, like, where where would that Mick turn into, you know? That makes sense. Carrie, did you want to jump in on that? Um... All of there were how many of them were on the ship and they can't kill one guy? There were like five of them on there. It just I, I this episode for me was just a hot mess. They were I think I it's mean, they were shooting like stormtroopers. They're advancing the plot by missing. Yeah. I mean Kronos well, is well, tech is supposed have... to be super advanced. Well, I mean it's it's heat wave underneath their Kronos disguise so it makes sense now why nobody could kill Kronos for like yeah. nine episodes so because it's heat wave 
which I have to say, even though like Everett's all excited about the big reveal, and I think you are too, Matt, I'm a bit uneven about it. Like I kind of like it, but I'm kind of like, I don't really care <laughs> at the same time. I thought, I, I don't know how I wanted the Heat Wave uh, Captain Cold duel to have ended, but I'm not really sure I'm satisfied with this result. It seemed like an easy know. way to keep him on the show without being him part of the team. Right. And it just, it's just like, ah, oh, that's really convenient all of a sudden. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I thought I it was genius. It, I thought it was smart because I didn't I didn't know where they were gonna take mixed characters. So when they dropped them off, you know, a couple episodes back in the middle of the forest, I was like, Oh, is he just done from the show? And then I'm like, No, because there's still more to talk about in terms of right. mixed character. And I I thought they couldn't do it with him being a team player, so they had to make him kind of like a villain to bring him back and stuff like that, which is kinda cool because I, I imagine the whole first season of this to be like everyone having their own agendas and trying to work together. And I thought it seemed too easy for them to all kind of resolve that in the first two episodes. So um, well, now, like... now Mick going forward, like if they manage to get the brainwashing to go away and he turns kind of back into a team player, now he can be like the super badass from the future who has like all these time traveling skills that you know can take on multiple legends at once like he can be like a much better hero than just kind of the bumbling sidekick yeah, with like a flame the, gun the, the the meathead just out for like yeah. glory and, but, and money but he's gonna suffer from time lust and have unresolved demons that period periodically come up and then disappear so i don't yeah, know it's called plot points sir for future episodes it kind of does give him something to do too yeah but like not I mean, in what else he has something to do. to do him and captain cold have to make up okay well they're gonna do that i feel like his i feel mix mick well what are we calling him heat wave mick whatever chronos oh, yeah. chronos uh, i felt like the last I don't know, before he had that little crazy breakdown like he was making advancements in his like character he was becoming more like I don't know, not creepy and scary and a team like player. And, and Yeah, and yeah, no. Kind of like Ray? Multi-level <laughs> character. Like, he was three-dimensional. He wasn't just like a one-hit, one-note character like he's been in the past. But Carrie, go on. <laughs> oh, I was done. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I just think like having, having, well... I, I'm happy that he's back because I was really pissed the way that they left him mm-hmm. because, because of the way they built him up and made him likable in the gulag and all that stuff in the past episodes. And so I think that added to why I was excited that he was Kronos because I really like Mick and I think it adds to Snart's story like Snart is awesome because of the people that follow him as well as his kind of mojo that he has in his attitude. But I think without Mick, he would be a much less interesting character. Yeah. They're, they really play off each other well. And their, their dynamic is what kind of their, their relationship is, is a character of, of in itself on, on the show instead of just two separate people that are also partners. So I can see that. Right. 
And I think I would have appreciated the reveal more and been more excited if it hadn't been surrounded by this 80% of Hawk Girl and Adam trash. Oh. What are you talking <laughs> about? I thought it was funny oh. too how like when they're in um they're they're like all uh, chained up and stuff and then Jax was like, Yeah, we all kinda wish that was a private conversation. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was so great. Excellent timing on that. I feel I would, like I, I feel like Sarah watched a different episode. I was convinced Kendra was gonna break up with him and I was like, Yes, yes, yes and then I was the next too. thing I know it was gross things happening and kissing and I had to like wash my eyes out with saline and Well, the thing is, is once once they go back in time and find another version of Khufu, which is Hawkman, it's gonna make like that whole relationship really weird. And I think that'll be fun to watch, but I don't like those two together. I like I feel like she takes away from what makes Ray a good character because he's kind of fun and quirky and funny all by himself. But whenever he's like brooding over Kendra and their broken relationship, it he's not allowed to do that because he's supposed to be kind of mopey about it. And I don't, I don't like that side of him. Yeah. I don't but really I like, like mopey Adam too. It's right. It's almost like he's out of character. Right. And I like point, seeing him. It's like, He's out of character, like ever it is right now. Talking about <laughs> Ray Palmer, like like that, yeah, okay. Tell me yeah. what my character is. <laughs> but anyways, I liked seeing Ray like as the college professor and and meeting Bill Gates' dad. That was cool. Yeah, that was a neat little touch there. I was like, oh yeah, in in the fifties, we met Bill Gates' dad. And, it, and he's like, oh Bill, that's a good oh, one. Oh Bill, yeah. I like that. Uh, um, is anyone on the Captain Canary ship? Or is it just me? No, I'm not on anything that has to do with I am so on that ship. I am on zero <laughs> ships. I wish no one would hook up on this show and just let them be. Jesus. Thank See, you. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, hook up now in the season. Maybe save it a little like bit. But I really, I really like their relationship. I just want them on screen together more. So, yeah. They make a good team. Right, right. They have this understanding that doesn't feel forced like this other couple, so... They'd have I'm just from the same just... situation. Like, they, they, they'd have the... They have, like, the same kind of, like, mentality when they approach a problem. It's like, like a certain mission. Uh, speaking of mission, though, they're going forwards into time because they're like, fuck it, what we've been doing doesn't work. Let's just, like, get them, guys. Like, is anyone else kind of worried about that, or am I the only one that's worried? I'm too distracted by the trailer they released earlier this week that showed um, scenes of Quentin Lance and flat, like early Sarah Lance, like with brown hair before the island, those kind of scenes. So I'm more intrigued by that so and like... very sparkling. And another photo that was leaked earlier this week. Dun dun dun. And the photo Nobody. Is... All right. Whatever. What? What? Many things really. I leaked yeah. many things this week. I leaked I them. <laughs> Wait. I, I'm thinking if you showed me this one or I saw it on a different site, but it, there's a photo of Sarah and Quentin at the grave. Oh, well, that was me. We, yeah. Okay. And we all know who's in the grave. So, and we and we know that Sarah is gonna eventually take over Wave Rider. 
So do you think she's going to try to prevent Laurel's death? And how do you think that's going to play out? Harry, I'll start Here's with you. Here's the thing. I think she is just going to accept it. Because um, when she came back to life, she had so many issues with it. And she still kind of does. I think that she just would let Laurel stay dead. Hmm. Not in like a mean way. But like, right. you know what I mean? She doesn't yeah. want to put her sister through that. Yeah. Right. And and see, that was one of my issues with this Sarah coming back from the dead. It's just she was brought back for like about two episodes and then she just went away. But but you got the sense that I, I really wanted her to have that Buffy moment where she's pissed off that she was brought back. But no, she's like, oh, thank you, Laurel. Bullshit. Whatever. So, yeah, I, I kind of yeah. wish she was a little bit more mad about it. I mean, she was a zombie, like, raging zombie for that whole episode that she got brought back. She tried to kill a bunch of people. Right. Actually, she did kill a bunch of people. Her soul was, like, in turmoil, and I understand right. that. But do you really want another episode where she's like that, where she's, like, pissed that she's alive? And I'm not, I'm not saying that. And she didn't go after Laurel. She went after tried. people who, like, who look like Thea. Because right, he is the one but, who killed her. But when she was chained up, she was like snarling at Laurel and Lance. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, and that's that's besides the point. So let's let's stick with possible flashbacks of Arrow. I don't know. I don't know where yeah. I'm going with this, Matt. Yeah. Matt, you're losing the show. Yeah, what's I going we were on? Talking about Legends of Tomorrow. I uh, I just wanted you to crash and burn Sarah and let you know who's commanding the show. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Good job, I'm Matt. Successful. You're allowing me to cost so just much. So, so no one else is concerned that they're going forward in the future. No one else. I'm excited. Good. I like. Uh, yeah, I like I'm ex- go the future. I'm many... excited because I want it to advance. Like I need this to advance. Right. I need. You know, instead of just stupid things happening and things falling apart like they're just a mess they're a mess how many more episodes yeah. do we have until the finale this was know. episode nine yeah there, there's 16 so yeah six, we've got seven six left. seven episodes seven yeah episodes i was a bit future, confused or are they gonna go bounce around some more around no. time that that trailer that was dropped shows that the Time Masters are actually going to go and try to kill the younger versions of these characters. Right. Well, I, episode 10, apparently they're going in the future, but then in episode 11 is the one where they go way back to the Wild West. Yeah, to, with Jonah Hex. With Jonah Hex, oh, which is going right. to be... I think that's going to be really badass. So I'm not sure what they'll do for the last five episodes. They're going to kill Ray. No. <laughs> I hope they kill Sarah and Kendra. Now I have the uh, Will Smith Wild Wild West song stuck in my head. See, now I'm just thinking, like, it's going to feel I'm very so firefly <laughs> You know, like for that episode. Wild West with space guns. Yeah, well... I just wonder what they're going to do next season. Like, if they manage to kill Vandal Savage, like, what it's going to... Like, I feel like next season is going to be much better. I... I, Like, does anybody else have a problem with how large the cast is? Like, we can afford a few deaths this season, right? No, I I feel like everybody that's on there. I feel like they've been doing a good job at managing 
you know, they, they give it two or three characters a very small bit in each episode, and then they focus on other ones. Like, I feel like that's worked so far. Especially with, um, like, character interactions, like, in relationships. Because, you know, the they, I mean, they, they kind of said it out loud with Riff's character, but the fight, you know, the 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 duel to the death, you know, in the end of this episode between um, Kendra and Sarah was kind of set up a couple of episodes back when they were helping each other kind of come to gripes with Sarah's bloodlust as well as becoming a better warrior. So I thought it was kind of neat how they hearkened back to that even a few episodes ago. So I think they're doing a good job just, like, spanning out and planning out, like, different characters... Uh, and they're and showcasing their relationships with each other over the course of like two or three episodes, and then having other characters in the show take a step back, and then bringing those to the forefront. Now, especially with Mick coming back into the fold as kind of a traitor, so it's it's they're doing a good job of kind of like cycling through their characters and giving everyone good enough screen time. I feel like maybe they could have waited a couple more episodes to bring Mick back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like maybe like two episodes before the finale like that that is revealed i don't know right i feel like i feel like they could have revealed him this episode but maybe not have captured him like i feel yeah. like they yeah. could have him like get away yeah like that yeah like have chronos keep coming after him but now they know he's mick and they have to like kind of i don't know and what that does like that. to captain cold because really right. it's Captain Cold who prevents them from doing any harm to Mick because Kendra wants to kill him in that moment because she's like he's killed my son that I forgot about (laughs) (laughs) that I forgot about (laughs) that I didn't know that I had until like a day ago or (laughs) (laughs) okay any uh any other ideas any other theories behind Legends Tomorrow nope no, I liked the idea that they can't go back and change stuff that they've already changed. Like, that kind of answered a lot of questions I had. Like, why don't they do this or why don't they do that? And it kind of makes it make sense. Like, they wouldn't be able to go back and pick up Mick, and at least not right away, to where Captain Cold left him because it would create some kind of time folding in on itself. And it was kind of a bullshit answer to kind of just cover like, why can't you do this? Time folds in on itself, but I think it works good enough for me. Yeah. As, as an audience, we have to accept that they, like there are, there are some like really BS rules, but for the progression of a show that they need to have those rules. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to conclude our Legend of tomorrow talk now for, uh, for arrow. Um, I literally just wrote in the notes here, Carrie and Sarah talking and theory spiraling because I think we're going to dedicate this whole TV talk episode because as great as uh, Emily Kinney was making those B puns as great as it was for um, everyone making B puns and Mr. Terrific being in the Arrow Cave and freaking out. Um, this could have been this could have been a drinking game episode. Like anytime someone said beacon of hope or made a bee pond, take a shot. Oh my God. The last yeah. five minutes of the episode would have been dead. And they said it like beacon of hope, beacon of hope, beacon of hope, beacon of hope. Itself, I want to be a... That is a bee pun, which is awesome. Uh, it is. It's a bee con. <laughs> a bacon which... of hope. Thanks for pointing that out, sir. We didn't get it. Because but... they mentioned beacon of hope so much. I have come to some conclusion that there is a lighthouse at Monument Point. Dun, dun, dun. Because they're headed there. Episode 21. 
Uh, yeah. Matt doesn't pay attention to spoilers, Carrie, so you gotta always cue him in on them. And then Everett begrudgingly, because he is my friend, despite what people may think after this episode, he (laughs) hears all the spoilers. So, but with Matt, you gotta give him a little bit more than that, just forewarning. I don't like going into an episode knowing, like, a lot of things. I just want to let it be presented to me. So, that's gonna, like... That's Headphones why I kind of left this whole section for you guys to go off on rails. You are now addressing the audience because uh, this is the episode before we before we see who's in the grave, right? Is is that? Is, yeah. Yes. Well, okay. well, no, because like the next episode, Laurel dies, and then I've I've already resigned. Like it's Laurel in the grave, and then the following episode is when we actually see the grave scene. Okay, so now I I reserve the rest of my time to to the audience. <laughs> To, to my co-hosts and let them just spiral away. No, so. let's talk about Mr. Terrific and how... Wait, like, wait. My first, my very first note in this is Nice Pants Oliver. <laughs> I that. Did not notice his pants. I'm sorry. Didn't, yeah, no, me neither. I thought he wears the same <laughs> pants like every time he dresses No, these are different no. pants. He, he just looked different in this episode and... I know that has to do with his, like, breakup, but he just had this different style where he wasn't as put together as he normally is. He was a bit, he was a bit rough. But, yeah, I'm going to go with rough. Well, <laughs> I'm imagining that Felicity's, you know, Felicity probably did the laundry and maybe he doesn't know how to use a, laundry, a washing machine. Maybe, because then at Oliver probably did the cooking, so she yeah. helped out with, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, but Mr. Terrific really saved this episode, in all seriousness. He blends in so well with everyone. Like, okay. he has chemistry with everyone. Yes, yeah, yes. Him and, uh, and, Lan- or, uh, oh, my God, uh, Captain Lance. Lance? Yeah, like, the, the really, detective? like... Detective? Detective Lance? Cap- isn't his name Cap? Is he a captain? Just call him Lance. Actually, Lance? He's, he's suspended right now, so... He is. He's, so he's just Suspended Lance. Lance. Uh, he made the digital honey joke, and then Curtis was like, what the fuck? No, that's stupid. And I thought that was pretty funny. I'm 100% <laughs> on board with Curtis coming into the team and taking someone's place that is going to be in a grave soon. I like that he wasn't really into it, though. You know, at the end of the episode, he's like, I want to be here. I don't want to be part of that life. I just did it because I wanted to help a friend. I didn't fully buy that. I think he. It, it, it reminded me of, um, like he was lying to protect his husband. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Right. He he doesn't want to bring well his goes. husband. Yeah. Exactly. They're they're and they've done this before with the Curtis and Paul relationship where they tie it into what's currently going on with Oliver and Felicity. So I really appreciate that part of it. So that's part of the reason why I don't completely buy that he's never going to go back there and help the team out. Because him, just like Felicity, has a sense of wanting to help others and wanting to do good. And also really excited by this idea of this superhero aspect because they're both a bunch of nerds. So, and that's one of the reasons why I really like this episode because even though, like, I'm not, I'm not a very, I'm not into a lot of lighthearted shows like this, but to me, it felt like this Arrow needed this 
just yeah. because of a, a refresher, especially with all the Elicity stuff that's been going on and last episode. So you, you kind of wanted to take a step back and just have a bit of fun with it, especially right before the death and the grave scene. Yeah, this episode felt like definitely a breath of fresh air. It's just like, let's have some fun. Let's fight some zany person who's dropping bee puns left and right. Right. Um, and I'm all for a Curtis, Lance, Cisco, buddy cop adventure spinoff series. Yes. Yes. Can we do that? Please. Yes. Matt. We can. Everett. I don't know. Yeah. They're okay. so integral to like, especially Cisco into the whole Team Flash thing. It, it'd be sad to, would he have to take time off from the show? Like, how would they explain his absence from Star no, Wars? No, I'm seeing like summer hiatus. Have like, a little webisode. out. We, we defeated Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> schools out. We took down Hive. Right. We're not, we're not needed for three months. So let's go on a road trip with our buddies. If it's, that's the premise, then I'm all for it. I'm seeing them in the convertible with, like, sunglasses on, you know. Or maybe, Vegas. maybe Curtis and Lance have to go to Central City because things have happened to Star City. You never know. Right. And you guys don't want me to write The Flash? Jesus. <laughs> oh, we're not talking about, like, a version of Arrow because we still love Arrow. We're talking about this, like, little... Side trip side project, series, yeah. web that. series. Like, come on. Well, Hiatuses suck, so let's give the viewers some, a little treat. Some cotton candy, if you may. No. A little, a little something sweet, something honey? Any, any, no? Everett, I just feel like you're reserving your right as an ex elicity fanboy right now not to join in on uh, the, the GWW's former president of the Elicity fan club. <laughs> well I can I can be president or is Sarah president now? Sarah's no. the new president, but you can be the new you can take her job which was the assistant secretary of the Elicity fan club. <laughs> Why isn't there a vice president? Uh, she wasn't allowed to be that high. Why isn't there a co president? You're still not allowed to be that high. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I, I feel like I'm still in full resentment of Felicity for breaking Oliver's heart in this episode. So, like, whenever she was doing, like, the pouty bear face or whatever when her mom walked in and popping, like, these cute jokes and stuff, I was just, like, brooding still, and I didn't find them funny at all. And I... <laughs> I wanted the bees to sting her. I was, I'm still, I'm still in like ex-boyfriend mode with Felicity. So yeah. Everett's reaction to the previous episode to me was, I feel like Felicity broke up with me. (laughs) I do. I still feel like that. Like if I, if I was walking and I saw her in the city, I would, I would hold shoulder her. I pretend like I didn't even see her. Oh, God. So much what did um everybody make of the Malcolm dark scene this episode where they were both like Malcolm kept making all of the, those magical puns because they're both magicians. You get it? Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm's more of a ninja. He is. And he totally pulled his ninja entrance again this episode. 
Yeah, how yeah, does but... he keep just how does he keep appearing places? Like how does that how do you do that? Because I want to do that. Be Razo uh, Gull for a Kerry, period of time. He's, he's been trained by the League of Assassins and he's got ninja powers. Yeah. Okay. So I have to be trained by the League of Assassins. Okay. Or yeah. the hand. Or the foot. Or the foot. <laughs> or no. <laughs> or some other <laughs> You have my sword. You have my bow. My my, although my my very first thought when I saw Malcolm was he needs a hook for his little missing hand. He does. Is Andy now the hook? Wait, what? Is Andy the hook? Because Andy is his inside man on Green Team Green Arrow. Maybe? I meant like a hook on his hand. I know. Captain <laughs> Hook. I know. Captain Hook. Yeah, but Malcolm is. <laughs> Ninja's pirate. Is he like full on, like high, like taking Dark's place now, or is he just like the messenger for Hive? Like, yeah, we're kind of done with you, dude, because you keep fucking up. I think he's. Uh, I think he took over Damien's uh, like spot. spot yeah. On the board. Wow. He just kind of right. like, works fast. Moves right on there. But I read the synopsis for the next episode, and it says that <laughs> Diggle and. Oliver are going to try to prevent Dark from breaking out of prison. And I and I also feel like I read, like, Malcolm helping Dark break out of prison. So that's what has me really confused about this, about whether Malcolm and Dark are working together or against one another. I'm not entirely sure. I just hope that Malcolm's the one to kill Laurel, because I really want to be right about that. See, I... Here's my here's my problem with that. I okay. like John Barrowman, and I don't like if he kills Laurel, like that's it. He definitely has to die, and I don't right. want to lose Malcolm, even though he's like a hot mass of an evil ninja. I really like John Barrowman. He's easily one of the most entertaining people in the show. Right, but I think for this season. Because we, we've seen Oliver struggle with the whole kill, not kill debate before in previous seasons. But so for him to have this tragedy occur where he le- he loses somebody who was at one point very important to him and have that be done by his quasi stepfather figure person. And then to be faced, like, I have to kill you, but I don't want to. And then choose not to. Like, that that adds to his whole hero Although, development. this can kind of go back to the whole Tommy thing. Because Malcolm is responsible for Tommy's death. And Oliver never, you know, got revenge over that. So, I, I don't know. Right. Right. And he, Malcolm's also responsible for Sarah's original death. Yeah. So that's that's yeah, kind of like why I'm too. thinking I'm still wanting it to be Malcolm right just now. because of that you whole parallel right that it's they could draw thing. between both okay, Lamp sisters' like deaths. I hope it. I oh, hope ahead, whoever right. kills Laurel is just a mask guy, and then he pulls off the mask, and it's Jay Garrick. <laughs> I knew you. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I felt it. Yeah. yeah. As long as he doesn't pull off the mask and he's Ray Palmer, that's fine. Yeah. Exactly. I think, did you see oh. the promotional pictures when they're all in the cave to get, well, the bunker, whatever it is. The lair, the arrow. The arrow cave? Yeah. No, I don't look at that stuff. Yeah, I saw a few of them with Thea and Malcolm fighting. 
And so they're going to draw a parallel between the family feud between the Diggles as well as the one between Thea and Malcolm. So what do we think about Andy? Is he I, is he playing Hive or is he playing the team? He's oh, totally he's Hive. playing the team. Can you hear me? He's totally a member of Hive still. I yep. think whatever those pills did, did something permanent. I don't think there's any hope for him. No, I think he's like, I follow dark into the darkness all the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much Diggle's it. Gonna, I feel yeah. so bad for Diggle. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Diggle's I never, my number I, one man. And like, now I see his brother like double crotching him, even though they've been making some progress playing cards and stuff. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really disappointed that Andy's probably going to try to break out Malcolm too, but like. Or not Malcolm, um, Damien Dark. Dark as well. But I mean, it, it's it seems inevitable at, at at this point. Right. Well, I mean, just the the mo- the last time we saw Andy, it was in A W O L, right? And I think that's episode right. eleven. And he <laughs> and he talked about Damien's philosophy and alluded to the whole Genesis plan. So that's why, even though at the end of that episode, Dig lets him out of the cell and says, this is my family. I'm just thinking the whole time, this is probably going to bite you back in, like in the butt in the long end. But I yeah. kind of I kind of got like a weird vibe when Andy said that he didn't want to go back and see uh his 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 wife and his son yeah that was kind of like a hint yeah because you would want to and unless you have a new family or in going about a new walk of life and you don't want them involved so that was a really good it was a good twist though it really was I, i i feel like it was you forgot about it, so to have it at the end of this episode with all of the fun and all of the puns, <laughs> you just are like, oh yeah, we're watching Arrow again, and it's dramatic, and it has all of these twists and turns in it. So I didn't, I, I didn't think it was like that exciting of a twist. Like I, like you were right, I forgot about Andy, and so when he was talking to someone in the car, I was just like, oh, who can this be? And then they showed him, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." That was like my reaction. But I'm. What, what did you guys think about the flashbacks? Because I feel like I've, everyone. Everyone's oh, kind of. I have so many notes on the flashbacks. Well, if, yeah, because I was thinking, like, even Sarah's review on the GWW, like you mentioned the flashbacks just briefly at the bottom, and I feel like the flashbacks are really good this time with because I think Jimmy and Kingball is really good. I have a question. Is the idol that's used in the flashbacks the same idol that Damien Dark has? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. How the hell did that get Austin you? Well, remember, Baron is selling the items he finds to evil people. Because we see in the second episode of Legends of Tomorrow that Damien is at that auction that Vandal's at. So I'm, And we know that Baron is doing the same thing. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was at an auction or something like the black market that Baron sold it to Damien at some point. Okay. My second question, did 
Oliver's tattoo already come into play. Like he could only that thing. Remember when his tattoo lit up? Yep. So is yeah. that like a one-time deal, or can that be used again? It didn't disappear. I'm not sure though. Like usually Constantine stuff is just a one-time thing, but it could be like a a permanent ward against evil magic. Yeah, because I was mm-hmm. thinking maybe it would come into play later in the later episodes. It's probably right. not going to come back into a play until, like, at the very end when they're doing their final fight, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about I the feel... flashbacks. What do you think, Pete? I think the flashbacks should end. <laughs> oh, there he is. We knew he wasn't That is watching. not creepy at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's a ninja. <laughs> The flashback. Damien, he he, uh, he he Malcolm Merlin in, into into the room right now. I'm like, dude, what the hell are you doing in here? The flashbacks aren't gonna end. Sorry to tell you. Yeah, I no. think these flashbacks gave a lot of answers when I went back and watched Arrow the third time. Right. Um, and they, they kept hinting at like new gods and Genesis. If the more people that you kill, the more power that you get. Yeah, which, right. That's weird and creepy. Which is exactly what Damien Dark's plan is. Like, he wants to destroy Star City because that'll give him power and execute this Genesis plan, whatever that is. And this is what... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I feel like Baron wants to do the same thing, so they're going to try to draw some kind of parallel there because both of them are going to try to attempt this so we're going to see baron fail and then dark's plan actually work baron think... says oh sorry no it's just, while we're talking about dark just real quick what do you think his ring is like they made a big deal about his ring last week and they didn't do anything with that this week like do you yeah, think that's that another too. artifact that's what i was just gonna say i was like is that like a piece of like the, the totem that he has like to give him some powers but he just doesn't want to reveal it yet did he buy it at the evil auction? Yeah. Well, it's his wedding ring. Well, yeah, but they made so. like a big like reveal of it at the end. Like, right, he, because he when he put it, he's sneaking in his wedding ring. Well, when he put it on, the lights flickered. So there's, it's hinting that there's still magic that he's pulling from. So it's still a source for him to use, briefly. Um, with that reveal at the end of that previous episode. Meh. 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 So, um, just to go back to uh, Ryder, he says uh, he gets power from life essence of one man. Imagine what I will become when dozens of Mm -hmm. lives are sacrificed in my name. A god. A new god. But I wonder... I wonder why he's not just murdering people, though. He is yeah. murdering people. He's murdering everyone. Right, but, he's, but he's saying just one man, so who did he kill? His Was worker it... people. Yeah, the guard. And, he, and he's trying to kill Oliver and... Tatiana thing, person. Oh, whatever. Tatiana. I think... <laughs> Sally. It's a little Girl convoluted. Yeah, I'm not really following too much on these uh, flashbacks, but... Like Everett said, I don't think it's ever going to go away. It's definitely um, another layer to this show that they want to keep in the but vein from every season. Is is that totem that both Baron and Dark have, is that a mother box? No one knows. 
I think See, that I would don't be. No. Yes, I know. I think so because um, do you remember in one of the very first episodes he was he had a mother box or something right. like a mother box? And yeah. It was completely separate from the totem. Okay, it was separate. Okay. Hmm. Because I keep I keep wanting this top and carry where there's a mother box on Lianu and Baron uses that and then comes to the present timeline towards the end of the episode and just like wreaks havoc in Star City. I don't know why I want that so much, but I really do. That's because really Jimmy Kingball is badass. He yeah. Is pretty dumb. But I was like, even more time travel? Like every CW show now is going to have like time travel in it. <laughs> Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Kingla is the beacon of dope. What do you <laughs> Well played, Everett. What do you guys think about like the progression of um Oliver's like little friendship with Tiana, is that her name? Tiana, yeah. Tiana, Sally, whatever. I, I I don't understand how it's like parallel to his relationship with Felicity. I just It's not. Like it doesn't have anything to do with that. It, the the only reason Tyana's going to come into play is she's going to be his connection to the uh, Bratva, the Russian mob. Because, like, like I I googled stuff and, like, uh, it, it said when, she, when it was announced she was coming on the show, uh, she was a parallel, parallel or potential mm-hmm. contrast to his love affair with Felicity in the present. Potential right, so, might be the key word there because, I mean... The yeah. the only the only connection between her and Felicity I see is whenever Felicity told Oliver that he was completely alone, and then we see the scene of her with Oliver, and it just shows how wrong Felicity is, and that she has no reason to break up with him. So yeah, that's oh my god. <laughs> well, it was the secret keeping too. I mean, Oliver kept a secret from both of them. Yeah, but she knows that he keeps secrets. So. But you shouldn't. Keep, she's right you know she she also never wanted him to keep a secret from her like that she, so, like that's he can keep as nice. many secrets as he wants against laurel and laurel but don't you dare keep a secret against felicity okay she must know everything whatever it doesn't I exist think, in real life. i think the best part of this episode was the fact that in the end it was felicity that kind of stopped the uh giant robot b-man like she was the superhero she'd save the day yeah with, a lamp. with she, electricity yeah and, and they always do that with her like they always put her in danger but at the end of the episode it's always her who really saves herself and i like that line where she says thank you to oliver which is um ties back into 316 the offer where yeah. yep yep where he, where she's like, you know, I don't think you're just doing this so that people can say thank you. I love that episode. I love that moment. So I'm really happy for the nod there. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Never would have pieced that together in 20 years, like 20 million years. Okay. That's why I'm here, Matt. They're there. You're like They're the there. best, bro. Good looking out. <laughs> so to wrap things up for Arrow... Very like really? big discussion. Yes, we're gonna have to do it, guys. It's, Why? <laughs> we didn't even talk monument point or floods. I don't even know what that is. My God. Move on, Matt, please. Uh, no. To wrap up. No. To wrap up arrow. To wrap up arrow. Um, we're just gonna do final Wait, thoughts. Can we just say, can we just say one more thing? 
please. Okay. Uh, you have 30 seconds. Go. Sia and Felicity hanging out. Finally. She really thought Yay. Okay. And I like how Thea, it wasn't, oh, I really want you back with my brother because that whole plot line was, that, or that whole argument was made by Donna. So it was Thea, like, I really want you back on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think yeah. Felicity is going to be back on the team, at least anytime soon. What do you guys think? Nope, Not anytime kinda... soon. Mm-mm. You... I like the yeah. whole thing how she wants... She wants her new project to be Palmer Tech. I think that's pretty cool. Give right. her something she, to do. She herself. wants to exactly Pull her up by her herself. Own bootstraps. She'll come back after the death thing, I think, and when they yeah. have to, you know, after the magical flood. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why she's. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons why she's so angry in the limo um, at the grave. Flash forward is because. She wasn't around to help prevent anything that's going to happen in the next episode. And so she kind of is feeling guilty about that. And she should. Yeah, she should. Yeah. She's the worst. Yeah, she's the worst. Like, she's like Britta, she's not as worst. bad as Everett Horn. Oliver needs to go to freaking Opal City or wherever the hell it's called and find Patty Spivet and find someone who appreciates <laughs> that her. That's where Jesse went. <laughs> Unless that was oh, yeah. I am really I disappointed I didn't get a chance to talk about my map, but that's fine. We, we can will, We will have to say that for next time. But uh, <laughs> this is definitely not the last time you're going to be on the show talking Arrow because this is all some juicy details. Thank you so much. Any last uh, like ideas? Um, I think Sarah, you're the most vocal, and they you're like convinced at this point that it's going to be Laurel in the grave. Yeah, because it is. Okay. <laughs> I'm it's I'm like just confirmed. saying that no, but it's it's every like it's all but confirmed that it's Laurel in the grave. But at this point, I just logically can't think of why you would have Laurel flashbacks in an episode when somebody else died outside of her. Like maybe Lance, but even at that point, that's a stretch. So fair enough. Every- so wait a minute, just Matt, you don't. You don't look at spoilery pictures or anything like that. You're like anti. I I go into an episode as clean as I can get, like as okay. as artist intent, I guess, to, so to speak. I don't want to pull okay. the curtain too much. I, I like the the Good to illusion know, still because I can. I I'm like the TMZ of the CW shows. So <laughs> she really is. She that's, really is. And that's good. And that's what's and that's what our listeners want to hear too. Sometimes you know. So um, I'm not. I'm Just not follow saying her it's on idea. Twitter. Yeah, follow her on Twitter. Absolutely. Um, opportunities for that later. Uh, Everett, did you have uh, any last thoughts on who's in the grave? Oh, no, I've been saying since episode one of the season that it's been Laurel. So. Fair enough. Carrie, are you on oh. the Laurel wagon, too? I am driving the Laurel wagon. <laughs> she put her in, she practically put her in there herself. <laughs> I did. I, I'm ca- very I, convinced of I'm, that. I'm just finishing carving the headstone. It's been a process. <laughs> very cool. Um, I'm going not Laurel just because I'm trying to be argumentative right now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Do it. <laughs> I have no idea who it is. I've been saying Diggle. It's not Diggle. Um, but I guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, that's going to conclude our talk for Arrow. It's been a doozy. Hope you guys have been taking notes and or following our uh, <laughs> your timeline on Twitter if you follow us on Twitter. It's been really fun. Uh, 
So as we close out the show, um, something that we always like to do is the classic pick of the week. Not the oh, not really so classic. It's pretty much an opportunity to pitch whatever show you want, whatever you're really enjoying right now. So um, since it's your first time, uh, Carrie, I thought you'd like to go first. Okay. Well, I I picked Torchwood. Oh, good pick. Yeah. Um, I, I made a very long list of shows and movies, but I ended up picking Torchwood because, again, I love John Barrowman. I love Eve Miles. They had the best chemistry, and it wasn't like a rom- – it was, like, slightly romantic, but it was, like, a friendly chemistry. It was always intriguing. Uh, the show took big risks all the time with plots and characters and stuff like, you know, deaths. And, yeah, it's, it's a damn good show. Very cool. Torchwood. Um, Sarah. Sarah, do you have a pick? I'm going to pick. I do. I do. I'm here. You hear me? Hi, Matt. Yes. Hello. Ahoy. <laughs> Hello. Ahoy. I pick. I'm, recently, I saw the movie Room with Brie Larson. And but and I really like that movie, and I think everybody should watch it. But I'm also going to go back and pick Short Term 12 with her and... I think I've picked it before, but I think more people should see it because it's a small independent movie that is really well done and touches on a lot of important issues about sexual abuse and just trauma as children and just pain and moving on from that and getting over it and the struggles and demons about that. So I think it's an important movie to watch and I think everyone should. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, Everett, do you have a pick for us this week? Yeah, I'm not going to be watching that, sir. Sorry, because uh, I don't watch anything she suggests. Uh, I just watched the the hundred year old man that climbed out the window and disappeared, which is a Swedish film. And if you know me, you know that I actually live in Sweden, and it's fantastic. It's hilarious. It's about like this old, literally a hundred year old man who climbs out a window, and it kind of goes flashes back through his story of his life and like how he helped develop the atomic bomb and then helped give that recipe to, to the Russians and then helped with like the Berlin wall falling and just how, I don't know. He, he's just got like a, a hilariously incredible and funny story to his life that plays with a, a funny present day story as well of his adventure outside the old people's home. So I 100% recommend it. It's on my Netflix. It should be on all yours, too. So. Well, yeah, it sounds like a little something different. And um, my pick this week is going to be Back to the Future, 1985 modern classic. Ooh. Um, I haven't watched this movie in nearly, like, 10 years, and I forgot how awesome it was. Um, I went to Silicon Valley Comic Con, and I didn't have a chance to meet the cast. Uh, they did a full panel of it. Um, I unfortunately did not ma- be able to make it because I was busy at Hall and Catch Fire Panel, what's up? Another show I'm plugging. But uh, Back to the Future, man, if you guys haven't watched this movie, what the hell are you doing with your life? And if you haven't watched it in a long time, please go back and revisit it. Because um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, watch it with the family. And uh, that's going to do it for this week. Um, it's been a really fun show. It's been crazy trying to steer this thing. But um, <laughs> made a lot of friends while doing it. Um, and enemies. What? <laughs> Frenemies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throwing the shade There's a lot out. of breakups going on. No, no there's a lot of uh, heel and uh, face turns if you watch the pro wrestling. But anyway, um, do your usual sign-offs. Um, Carrie, where can we find you on the internet? 
uh, Fraulein Carey, F-R-A-U-L-E-I-N-K-E-R-R-I. B-R-E-A-C-K-U-P. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, follow her on Twitter. Uh, it's, it's been fun following the little uh, wars going on during the the recording. But anyway, um, uh, Everett, where can we find you online? Find me at the Everwritten on Twitter. And check me out on the GWW.com because I write stuff about Lucifer. And this week I did a review on Supergirl Flash crossover. Sounds good. Sarah? You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at, at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-T. You can also find me on the Netflix crew podcast. I'm looking for a new producer for that show. So if anybody. <laughs> oh, that, you didn't tell me that. That's great. It saved me a lot of time. Because by the way. That's some inside baseball. <laughs> I was about to say, by the way, if you want to take that job, you can uh, edit the podcast that's supposed to go up tomorrow. So, yeah, we'll just let Sarah know. You can follow Cena Nerd at Cena Nerd <laughs> on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, I think Pete Periscope sometimes. Um, he's been Periscope a lot of Batman v Superman. He's been tweeting a lot about this and that. Um, you can follow Pete, who's just in the other room, at Pace and Pete. <laughs> he posts some funny like, stuff. <laughs> what was I that? Like, I think he Periscopes sometimes. I'm not really sure. I, I just have to sometimes. see him. At, you know, just every now and then it's I'll see him on random. Just yeah, follow him and he, check it out. Maybe he does. It's a happy does he periscope? Does he periscope himself in the Wonder Woman costume? In, because the loss that of truth and everything. Yeah, <laughs> boots and everything, guys. Um, yeah, let let Pete know that um, when I get my last of truth, I will call him up and we can go lasso people together. A little uh, cosplay interaction sounds fun. Uh, you can follow me at I'm Salzy. I am S A L Z Y on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, on just, Facebook. I just want to say yes. thank you for having me. This has been very fun, even though we couldn't talk about all of the Arrow things. Yes. That's fine, though. Seriously, Matt. Off, so. Seriously. But can't wait to have you again because, uh, yeah, it's been really fun. First time we're on the show. And until next time, if you have a DVR, use it. Said it? You're Let's welcome. What? Is that what Pete says? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Like, if you have a DVR, Use it. And then you're like, Facebook. And then oh, I'm yeah, like, Facebook. you're welcome. <laughs> How do we sign this damn thing off? Pete, get in here. Bye, people. <laughs> Ninjas. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks, assemble!